you leave a digital footprint, you leave a mark on the internet every time you post. And you want to make sure that the people who are finding you a year from now, five years from now, they find the good pieces of content. They find the pieces of content that make you stand out, that help you, that help them get to know you better, get to like you, trust you. And that's how you actually leave a legacy, you build a movement. It's not about the instant gratification of, okay, I'm posting this just for today. It's like, no, you're posting this for the people who find you later on too. Welcome to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're an ambitious soul who's ready to master your mindset, become your best self, and manifest your dream life, then you are in the right place. Thank you for being here, and let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Autumn, and I'm so excited to have you here with us this week. This episode is actually a replay of the masterclass I hosted a few weeks ago called the Content Queen Masterclass and Workshop. I hosted this masterclass to help mission-driven content creators and business owners like you who are frustrated with a lack of engagement, growth, and sales on social media to improve their content, their social media strategy, and acquire the right tools to get unstuck and explode their brands and businesses in 2024. In this masterclass, I talked about what is and what is not currently working on social media to grow with a focus on Instagram and TikTok specifically. I helped you guys to identify what blocks are keeping you stuck from getting the engagement your content deserves and break out of 200 view jail so you can turn the algorithm in your favor. Now, this is not the full masterclass. These are just the top 10 tips to slay on socials in 2024. If you'd like to listen to the full thing, the link to sign up is in the show notes. It's completely free. You can listen to it. There's also a live Q&A and coaching session that I did for the participants that were there live. So there's even more tips and strategies in the Q&A session. So if you'd like that, and if you'd also like to see the slideshow that I put together, feel free to go ahead and register for that in the show notes. And just a heads up, I was a little bit sick this day. Y'all, working with kids is no joke. I feel like I'm always sick, always sniffling. Lucky for you, I edit out most of the sniffles, but you can hear my voice. I'm still struggling a little bit, so please be patient with me as we go through this masterclass. I'm trying my best. But yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to listen, and I hope you enjoy. Let's dive into the episode. This is the only slide that we have today, <laughs> but we're going to like dive into these bullet points. Um, I won't say super deep because if I go super deep, we'll be here for like two hours. But we're going to go pretty deep with these um, because I want you guys to understand like what's out right now on social media and what's in and what will give you the best chance of growing, gaining more visibility, more engagement, and seeing the results that you want to see with your brand and business within this next year. So what's out, I'll just go through them really quickly. Posting three to five times a day, fighting with the algorithms, only educating, hashtags, Hiding behind trends, only using B-roll or vlog style videos, only sharing from your head, heavy aesthetics or editing, look at me content, and focusing on vanity metrics like views, likes, and followers. So I say posting three to five times a day is out because this is what I did to grow back in 2021 and I burnt myself out. And so like you technically can still post three to five times a day, go super hard if you want to grow really quickly or scale your business really quickly. Like you, you can still do that, but I wouldn't recommend it knowing what I know now. Um, I also wouldn't recommend it because you're going to overload your audience and the people that you're trying to help. And they're going to see through, <laughs> through you posting three to five times a day because no one needs that much help, um, at least not in, in one day. So one, you potentially will burn yourself out with posting three to five times a day. And then also your audience will um, probably not appreciate being overloaded with information. Another piece of this is like 
what's in right now is producing higher quality content over quantity. A year ago, two years ago, you could easily go from having a small following like I did to gaining hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers um, within the span of like a few days, a few weeks by producing more of a quantity of content versus the quality. So what I was doing in the past was putting out more like, I won't say like low quality content, but it wasn't like I was putting a lot of thought and energy and effort into it. Um, there was a lot of trends, a lot of like, like just very quick, those like six second videos that we see are very popular with reels right now, um, which is a strategy that you can use and it's working. So why not do what's working? Um, but you can still produce high quality content by doing that style of content. When I say low quality, I mean like there's no real substance to it. You're just kind of like posting to post, posting without a purpose. So what's in for the rest of this year for 2024 is high quality content over quantity. If you can produce a high quantity of high quality content, that's a tongue twister, go for it. Like if you want to post three really nice pieces of content a day, why not? Um, but just beware, burnout is real and it will creep up on you quick. So for me personally, I would rather post one piece of high quality content a day um, or even every other day and get to my goals a little bit more sustainably than try and overdo it um, and push super hard to post like multiple times a day. So quality over quantity and post with a purpose and post consistently. And number two, fighting with algorithms. Rebecca, you know, we talked about this. Um, this is where the energy over algorithms came from. Rebecca and I were having a conversation and she told me that, I can't remember if it was you or your friend said this, but um, they said that your energy is your algorithm. And so I love this because it's so true. When you set the intention to create content with that in mind, like using your energy as your algorithm, focusing on connecting with the right people, that's what's going to actually get your content seen and heard by the right people. You might not always attract the most amount of people. It might not always go super viral. But when you set that intention before creating content and when you go to post, you'll always attract the right ones. And I think that's a lot more important than attracting more people, like a higher quantity of people, because more followers does not equal more dollars. And I will say, like, I attracted a lot of low vibrational followers uh, when I was using those, like, super quick growth tactics um, that I was doing back in 2021 to grow my following on TikTok. So just be careful of the tactics that you use, the strategies that you use, because you will attract a certain audience based on your messaging, the strategies, and what you're doing to grow. So prioritize your energy over the algorithms um, and stop fighting with them because we honestly, we can't control the algorithms. We will never know what's going on at you know, meta headquarters or TikTok headquarters. And when they switch the algorithms on us, it's very frustrating and discouraging to see your content not perform well. Um, I get it because it's happening to all of us right now. But if you can focus on the energy piece and really providing value to your audience, I feel like that will go so much further than trying to hack the algorithms. And then when people start catching on to your content, when they start seeing you and hearing you consistently, you're providing value, you're doing everything right, the algorithm has to catch on eventually. Like it has to. And it's honestly just a waiting game, a matter of time and using the right strategies. But honestly, it's energy over algorithms any day of the week versus like trying to fight with them. So remember that piece. And for number three, only educating is not 
the best way to provide value. There's so many other types of value that you can provide to your audience. And um, storytelling is one of the best ways to do that right now. I think a lot of people are kind of like, I don't want to say burnt out, but they're tired of seeing the same old, like, here's three tips to do this. This is what you're doing wrong. Like pointing out one, the pain points and also just educating, educating all the time. If someone wanted to learn like a quick fix or like quick solution, they could just go type it into Google or chat GPT. I feel like people now are becoming a lot more smart about the content that they're consuming. Um, They know what they're looking for and they want to be captivated. They want to be entertained. They want to be inspired more than anything. If you notice, um, I see a big difference now and it's kind of coming over to Instagram People aren't actually educating as much anymore. And if they are, they're using inspiration to catch people. Like you hook them with something that's inspirational or aspirational or funny, something that's a little bit deeper than just like five tips because people don't want that anymore. And then you can get them in the caption with like the further education. If that's what you like to do, if that's your main way of providing value, educating, you still have to be smarter about the way that you're hooking people, which is part of the next point, number four. So really focus on like storytelling and um, providing value can also look like, like I said, entertainment, motivation, behind the scenes, interactive content, personal stories and experiences, polarizing content, which is like, you know, pushing people's buttons and making them see things in a way that maybe they haven't before, provoking a thought that might be a little bit controversial, objection handling is another type of content and social proof. So there's so many different ways that you can provide value, tell stories. And storytelling is one of the best ways right now because people are coming to you for your unique perspectives, experiences, expertise. So give them a little bit more than just facts that they can find if they go search on Google, because ultimately it's your story and your perspective that's going to set you apart uh, from everyone else who's talking about the exact same things. So with number four, this is like the hashtags versus SEO conversation that we're seeing a lot right now. Um, And it's not that hashtags are completely out because they can still be a useful way of categorizing your content and grouping it together with other people. But it's not the best way to be seen because a lot of the hashtags that are being used are they have like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of posts already on there. So what's new right now, especially on TikTok and because Instagram mirrors TikTok with a slight delay of about a few months (laughs) Um, we're going to see SEO key- and keywords coming over to Instagram anytime now. We already see the strong hooks coming over. People, like I said, with storytelling, they want to be like hooked with something juicy. Um, if you don't catch someone within the first three to five point, it's like 0.3 seconds, 0.3 to 0.5 seconds of them watching your video, they're going to keep scrolling. So you have to make it juicy. You have to make them want to stop scrolling, want to learn more. And the best way to do that is by learning how to create strong hooks and master your messaging so that you're attracting the right people. And also by using SEO and keywords, you're helping your content become more searchable so that when people go to say search like 10 tips to lose weight or something like that, or 10 tips to grow on social media. Um, You want your post to come up when they search that. And so using SEO and then also when people engage with your post, it boosts it. It's kind of like Google with their like algorithm and how you can go search things on Google. Using those specific keywords will help more people find you and they'll help people find you for the long term, not just like for today or for next week. 
because a year from now, if someone goes on TikTok or Instagram and they search something and your video is one of the first ones to pop up, it's got good engagement, you'll still be seeing the benefits of that piece of content later down the line, even though it might be a year, five years from now. So SEO is going to be really big. It already is with TikTok, but I feel like that's coming through with Instagram within the next within the next few months. Like I'm calling it now. And number five, originality and personality. Hiding behind trends is fun. Like it's fun to just throw something up every now and then. I also think trends can show personality. One of my friends, she actually popped off like recently and went from, I think she had like 2000 followers on Instagram. Now she has like 50K and most of her content is trends, but she shows her personality so much with every single trend. Like you would not go to that trending sound and see anyone else doing that trend like she does it. And that's why she grew so quickly because she is so original. She she infuses so much of her personality within her pieces of content. Like it's like she created a brand around doing these trends. Like her um her like thing is achieve your breakup body or like your revenge body after a breakup. And it was so funny to see her pop off because she's hilarious. But yeah, being original, using personality is a great way to set yourself apart. It's a lot better to infuse your original ideas and personality into trends rather than just hop on the same one that everyone else is doing. Because if everyone else is doing it, how are you going to set yourself apart from those thousands of other people that have already done the same thing? And then another piece of originality, personality is like, show your face, use your voice express your vibes. I have what I call my powerhouse personal brand framework. And I go through like the six V's of a powerful personal brand. And a big part of that is voice and vibes. And like that comes through so much when you're creating original content, infusing your personality. And like, that's what we want. Like we want people to be different. We want people to stand out. Like that's the only way that people are actually going to one, find you and number two, remember you. So making sure that you have those two pieces and then stop copying other people's content. I can always tell, like as soon as I see someone's content, like a piece of content that I like saw on my For You page or on like the Reels tab that like was doing really well and then someone just copies it word for word. I'm like, bro, it's one thing to like sample content or like take inspiration, use a similar hook, but to copy someone else's content word for word in the in the like post itself and then also in the caption I've seen that happen it's so unethical like it makes me it gives me the ick so bad very cringe so start coming up with more original content use your unique perspectives and experiences and create a new conversation for people if your content is dull if it's lacking you you will not grow because we already have the Alex Earl, Monet McMichael, <clears throat> all of these like really big personalities that we've seen blow up in the past year or two years. We already have them. We need you. We need your unique personality, brand, um, gifts, skills, expertise. So stop trying to dull your shine by covering up and hiding behind trends and other people's content. So Number six is using your voice, like I said, um, which is another big piece of the framework that I just mentioned that I work with on my clients. Your voice is where your power is. It's where your presence is, your passion, your emotions. And people remember your voice because it's our voices that make other people feel something and connect with us. Like if I told you to close your eyes and think of Tony Robbins' voice, you wouldn't even need to close your eyes to think of his voice or Oprah's voice or this one gives me the ick, but like Donald Trump's voice. Like, I don't think people understand just how big of an impact 
sharing your voice and using you know, your voice to share your message, because it's one thing to write it in a piece of content or to put it on, you know, B-roll, but to have someone come across your feed and see you speaking and using your voice, like making eye contact with the camera, body language, hand gestures, like what you're wearing, how you're speaking, not just what you're saying. It's like, it's so important. And it's not just how we speak, but it's also like how we write, how we edit our videos, the mediums we use, whether you use video or audio or text. Um, They all matter and they're all important for attracting the right people to us. So just keep that in mind because I feel like voice is a big thing that's kind of like swept under the rug right now because the B-roll is so popular, trends are so popular. But I'm telling you, a year from now, the way that I see social media evolve over the past two years, we're moving in the direction where more people are not wanting that quick instant gratification, like fish brain content that like you see for six seconds and you keep scrolling like people want depth they want substance and I'm calling it right now using your voice showing up whether it's in long-form content on YouTube or podcasts that's what's going to set you apart and then taking what which is what I do I take a lot of like my clips from my podcasts because I do video and audio and I repurpose them as like one minute or two minute videos on TikTok and those are doing so well right now within the next year I'm pretty sure that we're going to phase out of this like super super micro it's not even short form content it's micro content (laughs) because if you're building like a legacy a movement it doesn't matter if someone sees your post right now or if they see it a year from now or two years from now because anytime we post on social media like this is digital footprint but in like a positive way you always hear about people talk about like the digital footprint in the bad way like you don't want to leave anything on social media that your boss could find in five years and fire you for it's the same thing with like positive content you leave a digital footprint you leave a mark on the internet every time you post and you want to make sure that the people who are finding you a year from now five years from now they find the good pieces of content they find the pieces of content that make you stand out that help you that help them get to know you better get to like you trust you and that's how you actually leave a legacy build a movement it's not about the instant gratification of okay i'm posting this just for today it's like no you're posting this for the people who find you later on too some of my posts they like pop off randomly um on instagram too from like last year or tiktok especially because like the algorithm is like pushing older content um so just keep that in mind and number seven is sharing from your head versus your heart and i'm so passionate about this one and i don't see a lot of people talking about this one either and this is another piece of like using your voice. So speaking with your head versus your heart, I talked about this in the Monetize Your Magic series because a lot of times people are speaking and sharing from their head, which is fine. Like you can share from your head, but um, like it's important to share knowledge, information, stuff like that. But a lot of times when we're speaking from our head, we're trying to prove ourselves, our knowledge, our worth. We're trying to like teach someone something, convey knowledge and information. Like right now I'm speaking a lot from my head, but like also from my heart because I'm really passionate about this stuff, which is what speaking from your heart is. So when you speak from your heart, you're sharing what you truly believe in, what you're passionate about, vulnerability, your stories, what really lights you up. And like I said, like neither is right or wrong. It's just like something to consider because I feel like a lot of times, like I said, we're proving ourselves when we're trying to post on social media, especially as coaches or um, entrepreneurs. Maybe it's just me, but like sometimes I feel like I have something to prove. And so I'll be 
especially when I go to like create content on TikTok, it's so easy for me to get up in my head and I'm like, okay, how do I say this so that I sound super professional and I sound like I know what I'm talking about and people will want to work with me. And it's just like, I get so up here that I forget to share from here. And I forget the actual message that I'm trying to get across. I forget my entire personality. Like she goes out the window. Like, who is she? I'm not actually showing up as myself, showing up authentically. Even if I think that I'm showing up authentically, like authenticity is something you don't have to think about. It's just who you are. Um, So I just noticed that for myself. I notice this when I look at other people's content, when I audit my client's content, looking at friends' content. Like it's a lot of us get caught up in the headspace because we love to teach. Like teaching is so valuable, but don't forget your personality. Don't forget your passion. Don't forget that like you can use a mix of both. You can share information and do it in a way where you're conveying your personality, your passion, and all of those things. Because like we were talking about with like the voice aspect, the way that you communicate is just as important as what you communicate. Because people won't always remember what you say to them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So just make sure that when you're sharing, like if you're sharing from your head, make sure your heart's in it too. And if you're sharing from your heart, that's that's like the best place to be. Um, anytime I post something that's like vulnerable, I'm not thinking about what comes next or facts or trying to prove myself. That's the content that always does the best. And even if it doesn't do the best, like vanity metrics wise, like likes, comments, um, shares, whatever, that's the post that people will DM me and be like, I loved this. Or they'll comment and be like, this was so good or whatever, like this resonated with me. And that's what you want. It's not always about reaching the most amount of people but like reaching the people who who need you like because there's someone out there who needs the message that only you can share so just making sure that like you're sharing from your heart don't forget those aspects because those are the things that people really value that's what they really want number eight ron real versus heavy aesthetics and editing i'm not one of those people who's going to tell you that aesthetics don't matter because I think that they do. I just don't think that they matter as much anymore. Um, I think visual branding is still like an important piece of your strategy, of your brand, but you don't have to have the most aesthetic apartment or background. You don't have to like edit your content or even like, I know some people in the past, they would do like a lot of filters. Um, I still see a lot of people do filters and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think that people value seeing like, your real self like they want you to like turn off the the beauty filters and take away all the things that are like masking who you really are um because one it makes people relate to you a little bit more like if one of my favorite creators um which is not one of my favorite but she's one I study a lot um Alex Earl she's shared her, her acne journey um and she's someone who does use filters from time to time but throughout her journey of growing on social media she was one to like take off the beauty filters and tell her story about how she's struggled with acne her whole her whole life how she uses makeup to cover it her story with Accutane and how hard it is to you know feel beautiful in the social media space when everyone is telling you that you have to look a certain way in order to be accepted in order to be successful so um I think that kind of getting a little bit more raw and real with your audience not just in like the visual aspect of things but also like with sharing with from your heart people really love that. So don't be afraid to like not put filters on things, not wear makeup. You don't need, like I miss my backdrop, not gonna lie, but like I'm literally just sitting against the wall of my room. So you don't need to have the most aesthetic lifestyle um, or even branding at that. Like 
I think not having an aesthetic is also an aesthetic. So just find what works for you, but make sure that you're considering the visual experience that you're giving people, which is more a part of like the branding aspect of things. So we're not going to dive too deep into that right now, but yeah, just showing up in your content as yourself, like nothing additional needed other than you and your story and the value that you're trying to provide. Number nine, which is another one I'm really passionate about. Oh my gosh. I was just looking at someone's content earlier and they were like, why am I not growing? And I'm like, do I be nice about this? Do I sugarcoat it or just just give it to them? Anyway, so look at me content versus come with me content. So look at me content is when you're creating content with the intention of having people watch you, which is like kind of what we do with celebrities. We watch them. Like we don't actually tend to engage back and forth with with a celebrity. Like there's kind of like that hierarchy type thing where like they're on a TV screen or on a movie screen and like they're so separated from us. Um, And I see that a lot with some people's content that they're trying to grow a community or grow a brand or grow a following, but they're creating this look at me content that's like honestly kind of shallow and it's separating them from the people that they're trying to connect with because they're not actually providing value beyond or they think they're providing value doing this, but they're just like giving people, I don't know a word other than shallow, like it's shallow content that doesn't actually give them a look into their life beyond just what they're doing either in the moment or it's like that get ready with me to go to the mall and it's just like now I'm gonna do this and now I'm gonna do that and it's like they're not telling a story they're not inviting someone on a journey they're not providing them any value it's just like there's no substance no depth to it um and a lot of times it's for likes comments followers and you're not trying to really build a connection or provide value whereas come with me content This is when you're creating content with your viewer in mind, the person that you're trying to help, the person you're trying to connect with. You invite them into a story, you take them on a journey with you, you provide them with some value, and you leave them with something to remember and take away from the experience. And I think that's the most important part. And like the difference between look at me versus come with me content is like narrating your life versus storytelling. Um, Because you can, I always say this because I have friends who are trying to become lifestyle or beauty influencers and creators and they're like, but how do I do this but still, you know, share my life? I'm like, you don't need to like narrate every single moment of a video or narrate or just talk at someone. Um, Talk with them, like tell a story, bring them along on a journey. Like I used this example the other day, like I made a vlog on TikTok uh, talking about moving to Spain. And like, I took them with me through the mall and I was going shopping and like, I was documenting my life, but I was telling a little bit of a deeper story. So just keep that in mind, like the narration versus storytelling, look at me versus come with me content, because as creators and as consumers, I think we can all agree that like, we don't want to look at people. Like we don't want to watch other people just do things. I mean, some people do, but for the most part, I think a lot of us, we're looking for that connection. We're looking for something to relate to, someone to learn from. And so just think about that when you're going to create content for your audience as well, because um, if you're creating mostly look at me content, that's probably the reason why you're not growing. So number 10, and this is what we're coming back to with earlier when I said that I learned the difference about growing super quickly on TikTok. So Focusing on vanity metrics, like views, like followers versus 
really focusing on community and connection. So likes and followers don't equal dollars. And for me, I did gain a lot of followers very quickly. I made a lot of money very quickly. But in the long term, it hurt my business. It hurt me mentally, emotionally, because people were following me because they saw my transformation on TikTok. And yes, I was able to sell my ebook. Yes, I was able to get some brand deals, but I didn't actually build a real community. And I regret that <laughs> a lot. Um, not just because of the monetary aspect, but because after growing super quickly over there, I realized that people were following based on trends. They saw my trending videos and those weren't the videos that actually showcased me, my personality, what I was really about. Like I didn't build a sustainable brand in the sense that like, now I can go post on that page about mindset stuff or manifestation stuff. And my entire audience will be there for the pivot. They'll be there for the long term because they got to know, like, and trust me first. They were there for like the short term, like this girl is funny or she's promising me that she can help me lose 150 million pounds in 10 days. Um, not that I was doing that, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? So Focusing on the views, the likes, the followers, that's a really easy way to attract misaligned community members, followers, clients. Um, and it's an easy way to prevent yourself from being able to pivot in the future or rebrand or um, anything that you want to do in the long term. Like you have to think about the long term vision, the long term success and sustainability that you're trying to call in when you're using certain strategies to grow. Because however quickly you grow is just as quickly as you can lose it or come down from that that growth. Um, because I will tell you, right after I grew really quickly and I stopped posting the trending videos and the content that my audience wanted to see when I tried to post content that I wanted to create um, and share messages that weren't aligned with what they followed me for, my engagement went from being like this to like this. Like it went... It went down super quick. So just keep that in mind. You want to make sure that you're building a community, building your mission, your business, your brand around something that is bigger than just one moment, one video, one message. Because in the long term, you want to make sure that you're, the people that you're attracting, you're attracting them for the right reasons. You're attracting them and they're attracted to you because they see you as the whole person and not just as a singular viral video. Because going viral, I feel like it's a tool. It's not, it shouldn't be the goal. It should be like a byproduct of creating high quality content, providing value, building a brand and, you know, showing up on social media in a positive, productive, sustainable way. Like going viral is inevitable if you are creating content that is aligned and that is serving both you and your audience. Like it has to be a both and, not an either or. Um... So just keep that in mind when you're using certain strategies to grow. Always focus on community, especially if you want to be here for a long time, not just a good time. Um, because your community, they will ride or die for you if you build if you build it the right way. They will follow you through every pivot, every turn. Like I'm so grateful for the people in my community that found me on TikTok that are still with me, who follow me on Instagram, who support every single masterclass that I put out every single post that I put out like I found some really amazing women and people through social media and I've just learned the value of community over followers likes views whatever 
Um, and it's nice to get that dopamine hit every now and then of like a viral video popping off or like, you know, having some quick wins. But I'm really learning in this season that like slow and steady is the way and you want it to be sustainable. So those are the 10 tips. I forgot there's a bonus tip. So there were 11 gatekeeping versus giving. This is my bonus tip for you guys because I've seen this a lot and I know a lot of coaches, especially service providers, will tell you to like gatekeep or like they won't use the word gatekeep, but that's what they're telling you to do. It's like save your most valuable information for your paying clients. And like to an extent, yes, you should save some things for your paid offers, your paying clients, but information is free. Like I said earlier, people can go look up things on Google. They're not paying you for the information. And I think that's what a lot of um, creators and service providers get wrong. They're paying you for the implementation. Like that's what people pay for and for your energy and your unique gifts, skills, expertise, experience. So don't gatekeep information. Make sure that you're giving freely, openly, provide value. Don't be that person who only sells or whoever, who only ever digs into someone's pain points without giving them some ways to take action and move through their problems. Um, especially if one of your goals is to grow on TikTok in 2024, there is no such thing as gatekeeping on TikTok. Like if you gatekeep, you will not grow. Or if you grow, people will see right through it and they'll be like, okay, where's the actual information? Like, where's, where's what I followed you for? So yeah, that's the bonus tip. No gatekeeping, all giving in 2024. So there you have it. Those are the top 10 tips to slay on socials in 2024. I hope these tips will help you with your growth and engagement on social media. And if you're looking to dive deeper, if you would like hands-on support from me with your social media and content strategies and with your development as a content creator and business owner, I'm so excited to announce that the Slay on Socials Accelerator, my four-month high-level group coaching program, is now open for enrollment. This program is specifically for mission-driven content creators and business owners who want to become industry leaders, build iconic brands, and create massive impact in the world. In this program, I'm going to be helping you to stop stressing over your content and develop a solid social media strategy that creates consistent growth and engagement, create a powerhouse personal brand that stands out in the online space and leaves a legacy, master your magic so that you can consistently and effortlessly attract your soulmate clients and community of raving fans, amplify your impact on social media so your message can be seen and heard by more people, and enhance your skills as a content creator, speaker, and leader so that you can confidently showcase your unique gifts, skills, and expertise. This program is the perfect blend of strategy, energetics, and mindset. I am very big on the long-term support, long-term sustainability, not only of your brand, of your content, but of yourself as a creator, as an entrepreneur. And this program is exactly what I wish I had when I first got started. This is 16 weeks of high-level support, mentorship, and community with bi-weekly in-depth trainings in all things mindset, energetics, and strategy. So we'll be having trainings like the masterclass that you just listened to bi-weekly. So every other week, I'll be sending you a module that you can watch and learn from. And then we also have bi-weekly live group coaching calls. So that's four calls a month, two trainings, two live group coaching calls. And then you also have Telegram group chat for daily support and accountability. So in this group chat, you can message in there with me every single day, get live feedback from me on your content, work through any issues, any limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, anything like that, we can talk about in the group chat on a daily basis. There's also going to be group support and networking opportunities. If you listen to the Monetize Your Magic series, you know I'm huge on networking. I think it's one of the most important parts of building and growing a business. 
So there will be plenty of opportunities for you to network with other content creators and entrepreneurs from my personal network. And there will also be guest expert trainings and workshops where you'll be able to connect with and learn from some of the best creators and coaches in the industry. As I said, enrollment for the program is now live and all of the details that you need are located in the link in the show notes. And there's a limited time bonus that when you join before December 19th, you get a free one-on-one strategy session with me. You can lock in the early bird price, which will also expire December 19th. And so you'll be able to save about $800. And you'll also get access to the Monetize Your Magic ebook. So if this sounds like something you're interested in, please go ahead, click the link in the show notes, join me and the other women who will be in this program. And if you have any questions, any concerns, if you want to discuss payment plans, which are available, please feel free to email me, which is also in the show notes, or DM me on Instagram at autumn.danae. So with that being said, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode, and I hope to see you in the Slay on Socials Accelerator in January.